It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. And welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell at Your Golden Years this Sunday and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and Eastern Time, right here on BlogTalkRadio.com and on DrMaraCarpell.com. And today is Sunday, January the 27th, and we are back in beautiful Austin, Texas. The weather is absolutely perfect here, sunny and nice and hot 70s maybe or high 60s but it's beautiful and um, we're really enjoying the weather and we are here for another great program this evening and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment producer of this program is here with us this evening to make the show run and we have a great show in store for you so right after the break in a little while We'll be joined by veteran, author, and ambassador for Project Healing Waters, Brady Busby. And he will be calling in from Colorado Springs to talk about his new book, Healing Waters, A Life of Hardship, Faith, and Family, about his story in overcoming the adversity of PTSD, TBI, chronic pain, and the recent loss of his daughter through the healing of fly fishing. So I think that uh, it's a great book. Um, I read it and really found it to be very moving, and I think it can be helpful to a lot of listeners out there. And then I'll discuss abandoning our obsessive search for the magic pill, quote-unquote, to cure what we perceive as imperfections or what is marketed to us as imperfections. And replacing this with gradual and sustainable changes that bring about more joy, health, and vitality in our lives. And Art Mendoza, producer of this show, will join us once again on this side of the microphone to let us know about what is coming up in 2019 with regard to the many talented artists and musicians um, that he's already um, contacted and gotten scheduled for this program in 2019. So we have some great musicians coming up and artists and really looking forward to that. And and Art's going to let us know about that. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City, practicing right here in Austin, Texas, and also in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have had a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers for many years. And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great reason for veterans' families, you can check out their website, heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer or some information that you feel that I should know about, please feel free. Send me an email to Dr. Mara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A at 
drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com, or go through my website, drmarakarpel.com, and click on Contact, or give me a call at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-09 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. So throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air so that our guests can answer. To would be Dr. Mara, D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links that are discussed in the program this evening. All of that will be there later tonight um, at drmarakarpel.com. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous programs, read my blogs in Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and Savannah East, um, watch videos of interviews that I've done with guests, who are live in the studio here in Austin, find out about my course, purchase my book, all of that. One-stop shop, go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And the um, podcast of all of the programs that we have done for the last five years on Blog Talk Radio, all of those are on blogtalkradio.com as well. So you can also go to blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyear to listen to the previous programs. And to find out about anything new, any upcoming events, book signings, um, blogs, whenever they get published, um, upcoming radio shows, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. 
Okay, so we're going to take a brief break, but don't go anywhere because we're going to be back very shortly, and right after the break, we'll be joined by veteran author and ambassador for Project Healing Waters, Brady Busby, who will be talking about his new book, Healing Waters, A Life of Hardship, Faith, and Family. And again, that's about overcoming the adversity of PTSD, traumatic brain injury, chronic pain, and the recent loss of his daughter through the healing of fly fishing. So stick around. I think this is a really important discussion, and we will be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on drmarakarpell.com and on blogtalkradio.com. And joining us on the phone now from Colorado Springs, we have veteran author and ambassador for Project Healing Waters, Brady Busby, who is here to talk about his new book, Healing Waters, A Life of Hardship, Faith, and Family. Welcome, Brady. Thank you, Mara. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you for joining us. And I just want to remind you there's a slight delay when we talk like this, so just to keep that in mind. Um, How are things up there in Colorado? Do you have a lot of snow? Yeah, we had some snow. Um, It's mostly sunny today, so it's nice. It's in the... Well, that's yeah, the, the nice thing out, about so Colorado. It's warm enough to go out. Yeah, that's the nice thing about Colorado is even when it snows, the sun is shining. <laughs> 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 so, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, I wanted to tell you that I I did read your book, um, and really, I found it really moving and really important. Um, many different ways. You know, I work with veterans myself. Um, 
who who are dealing with PTSD and other issues related to having been um, in the military, and um, and there's so much to your to your book. So I I think it was really important that you wrote that book, and maybe you can start off by just giving our listeners a little bit of your background, a summary, since they can get more detail from the book itself, but just a little bit about your background. Okay, that sounds great. Well, thank you for reading it. Um, Mm -hmm. My background is uh, the short version, I was born in Texas, Um, so I'm a native Texan. Um, raised in Arizona, joined the military when I was uh, shortly after my daughter Ashley was born, actually. Um, and I served in the military for 14 years um, before I was medically retired. All my deployments, I did seven deployments, um, Kosovo, three in Iraq uh, with the the special forces and then three tours in Afghanistan as well. Um, and all, all of that I go over in detail in the book, but the reason I wrote the book um, is because my daughter Ashley passed away uh, from suicide um, on March 15th of 2018. And Writing my story has always been something that I have wanted to do. Um, I kind of hoped someone else would write it, <laughs> just uh-huh. because. Just because I have uh, some difficulty from my brain injury uh, with reading and writing. Um, so that I was really driven to write this book. Um, if you read it, you know that I have a an interesting history mm-hmm. and uh, and now just going forward um, I'm hoping that sharing my story will help others who are going through hard times and uh, give some people some perspective and also you know as an ambassador for Project Healing Waters I want to um, just emphasize the importance of that program and in my current state, um, without them, their support, uh, the program in itself, you know, fly fishing and helping other veterans. That's, that's really one big thing that's helped me, um, uh, through this time has been working with other veterans who are dealing with similar issues and also, uh, given back by um, mentoring them and teaching them how to fly fish and tie flies and things that occupy your mind. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's that occupying of your mind that's the mindfulness that is the aspect that is really calming about the sport. Um, Right. And you... You write in your book about, you know, the the many different combat tours that you were on and the um, you said, as you just mentioned, the traumatic brain injury that you sustained 
um, due to some of those combat tours and some of the events there, but also they have um, PTSD because of some of that. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, I work with a lot of veterans who have PTSD and, and TBI. And I'm, I'm wondering if you might be able to give some advice or signaling to this. I, I have a feeling that there are some veterans listening to this program um, who are dealing with some of those issues that are similar to yours. Yeah, sure. I would love to talk about that. Um, as far as veterans dealing with PTSD, it's, it's a daily challenge, um, but it's one that you have to meet. It's just one of those things you have to do. You just have to get up. You have to make your bed in the morning, and after that, you know, you have your daily acts. You know, I'm I'm 100% disabled, so I have my routines that I go through throughout the day. But um, just get on a routine and help others. Um, mm-hmm. Helping other helping other veterans has been a big big thing for me and uh, part of the healing process as well for me was being around my brothers and sisters in arms and and the camaraderie that comes from that and just getting out getting out of the house and that's a big one um, in the healing waters process is just getting out of the house and getting out of your safe spaces I guess you got to venture out and uh, that healing began when you, you're out there doing something that you love to do, it's quiet, and you can think about other things rather than the things that are bothering you. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk, you know, Healing Waters is, can you tell us about Healing Waters, the project Healing Waters, um, what, oh. what that is? Yeah, sure. Project Healing Waters um, was started by Ed Nicholson. He was in Walter Reed, and he saw a bunch of uh, veterans in the hospital. They were injured, and they um, they weren't doing anything. And so he was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I want to go fishing. So I bet some of these guys would like to go fishing too." And so that's how it started. He started there at Walter Reed you know, having casting classes and, you know, started tying flies and, and taking veterans on uh, fly fishing trips. And now it's grown to, you know, chapters all over the world, um, all over the United States, in every state. Uh, Colorado Springs in particular here, we have about 400 uh, veterans on our rolls and uh, about 200 plus 300 uh, volunteers. And it's the volunteers and the hosts and everything that make Project Healing Waters possible. They they host veterans at their, you know, private water or they donate equipment to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, volunteers, they do everything from helping teaching veterans how to tie flies to casting classes and everything's run by veterans and um, 
just members of the community that, that want to help veterans out. And mm-hmm. the, the fly fishing community is pretty, pretty tight, um, tight knit group. And I mean, I can't say enough good things about fly fishing. I, I think about it all the time. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. I'm obsessed with it. So, you know, it's funny because as I, as I had mentioned before you came on that part of the time, I have my office at a Veterans Resource Center here uh, right outside of Austin in Cedar Park, Texas, um, called Heroes Night Out. And several times when I've come in, there's been a group of people tying flies. And I found out that they were part of Project Healing Waters, and they come up, I think, Colorado Springs. You might have actually met some of the people from that group. Um, so it's pretty, uh, you know, and they seem pretty happy while they're while they're even just preparing to go fishing. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I I still volunteer every week, uh, instructing on tying flies, uh, even now. So it's the camaraderie and um, everyone's there to everyone has issues. And we don't have to talk about it. We just understand and understand that there's therapies out there that are helping. So, yeah, it's a great organization. You mentioned a couple of times in the book that when you go fly fishing, trout don't live in ugly places. (laughs) Uh, uh, My favorite species to fish for is trout and no they do not live in ugly spaces they live in beautiful spaces and it's hard not to feel it's hard not to feel peaceful when you're there and the only thing you have to worry about is your line in the water you know making sure you have the right drift or the right flies on and you're thinking about you know the weather and the sounds and everything and you get to block out all that stuff that that you have to deal with all the other time. Right. Um, so it's very peaceful and therapeutic. Well, you mentioned in the book that you were on, what was it, like 37 medications at one time? Yes, I, for... I took, I took uh, many, many medications. Uh, I I feel like I was kind of a a guinea pig for for PTSD when I was uh, diagnosed and and they were trying to treat me before I eventually uh, medically retired. And so I was on a lot of different medications and it took a few few events to get me off them. I was on heavy, heavy doses of opiates, um, about 80 milligrams of Oxycontin a day. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so when I was having back surgery, my wife and my doctors uh, decided to basically almost do a medically induced coma to get me off all the opiates. And um, so I was on a ketamine drip uh, in the ICU for eight days, um, detoxing from opiates. Um, and when that was finally over, I was able to, you know, maintain my pain 
with like seven Percocet a day versus many more than that. So Right. Yeah, my my doctor sat me down and have a heart to heart and he told me um this was in two thousand eleven. He sat me down and said, If you don't get off all these meds you're gonna you'll be dead in five years and so that was a real wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm down to the, the minimal amount of uh, PTSD medication that I need and and a couple other meds, but um, I'm able to maintain my, my pain control and uh, I'm actually walking without a cane now. And um, I'm doing rather good compared to what, what I was when I got out of the military. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, you know, and that I decided to talk a little bit after, you know, in my little segment on the show about, you know, um, medication and sometimes, you know, the, we're really pushed to take medications that have a much worse, much worse side effect than any benefit that we get from them. And um, so I'm wondering, do you find that, you know, with the things that you're doing, like writing this book, for example, and helping other veterans and speaking and fly fishing um, and teaching about fly fishing, do you feel like that helps you to stay, to not have to take as many medications? Oh, I definitely do. Um, I... I'm normally a happy person when I'm out and doing those things. So, um, yeah, I don't need to take as many, you know, my diazepams and, you know, other PTSD meds. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely been on less medication since I've been doing those things. Mhm, mhm. And And have you found any help with pain management that's more... Uh, natural, like um, the mindfulness that you talked about that comes with fly fishing? Does that help with pain management? Um, The mindfulness, yes. Uh, Pain management, uh, I took took pain management back under my uh, own control back in 2012, 13, I started using medical marijuana here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's allowed me to get off all of my painkillers, all of my, all the opiates, all the off-label, you know, Lyrica and stuff like that. Um, helps with my PTSD as well. And, you know, it's strange to specific, but uh, yeah. for, what, for what, I've, what I've been dealing with, it's it's the thing that's really helped me out that and the mindfulness of fly fishing and, uh-huh. you know, just getting outside, hiking, um, walking, which my wife tells me I need to do more of all the time. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the medical marijuana is not legal here in Texas, but, you know, I hope that maybe um, stories like yours and other veterans, who do live in places where it is legal can can help to change that so so veterans who live yeah. here can benefit. Yeah, I think there's it's only a matter of time, especially now that uh, CBD's been 
uh, approved by the FDA. Um, I don't want to waste all the time going off on pro marijuana stuff, but I'm glad right. I live in. I love I'm glad I live in Colorado and uh, have the liberty mm-hmm. to, to grow and use my own medicine. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that 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 message is heard. <laughs> so I did want to talk a little bit, you know, about. You mentioned that you you know you lost your daughter earlier in in 2018, and that was sort of the the push to write this book. And I have to tell you that in reading your story, that was the that was the part that took my breath away. It's you know difficult for you know it's probably one of the most difficult things that any parent could go through is losing a child and and you're doing so well in spite of all of this including that and I and I wonder if you might be able to tell you know give some healing suggestions to other parents who are dealing with that issue and the issue of suicide yeah I uh my book pretty raw um, Mm -hmm. for that reason. Um, I wanted it to be known not only to people who are going through, you know, thoughts of suicide, but, um, you know, there's there's an element that happens when someone commits suicide and it doesn't just affect that person and they way I wrote my book, um, I don't glaze over anything. It's the serious thing, and people are, are missed, and it hurts. And I find healing in helping other people, um, getting um, awareness out for suicide awareness, my daughter, we struggled with her for three years trying to keep her alive, and she struggled in silence. So getting this book out is a way for me to tell her story as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully people around the world will, will know her better and know of all of her talent. And my yeah. wife is a lot better. My My wife is a lot better at writing and more eloquent at speaking, but um, she does a lot, and we have a, a website called uh, ashleybusby.org, and there's uh-huh. a lot of resources on there that uh, that people who are, are dealing with suicide and or thinking about suicide, there's tons of resources, and, and also a lot of information about Ashley and, you know, keeping her memory alive and honoring her. And that's, mm-hmm. that's another reason why I wrote the book was to honor my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really important. And I think that the message is really important. And I try to, you know, when I talk to veterans, some of whom are considering suicide, I, I talk about how it affect it will affect people around them no matter no matter how badly they feel about themselves that 
there will be people who will be affected by this um, for a lifetime. So yes, for a lifetime, and it's it's a real epidemic. I mean, especially combat vets like myself. You know, twenty a day that take their own life and. Yeah. Personally, I've been affected. I've been affected by two of my good friends that have taken their lives um, after coming home from the combat mm. zone. So, um, just my heart goes out to them. Just keep keep plugging away. Just take things one day at a time, and know that it does matter. That you matter. Yes. Yes. Um. So, you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the the that fund that you've set up in your daughter's name. Who, you know, your daughter was a very talented artist. And um, yes, you mentioned we are, both the... We, are, uh, we set up the Ashley Busby Foundation. And that's where the the profits from the book will go to help help the foundation and we set up a scholarship already that we are going to award the first one this year to her high school. It's a Liberty high school here in Colorado Springs and uh, two students that are strong in the arts and the sciences like my daughter Ashley and had at least her GPA are eligible. Um, and we're going to give them you know, $500 for each scholarship. And that's going to be for the rest of our lives and hopefully for longer. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're doing a lot with uh, suicide awareness and, uh, you know, some veterans outreach. And my wife said she's going to work, she'll focus on one thing and I'll support her. And then, you know, I can work on the veterans outreach and, Hopefully, between the two of us, we can reach out and help a lot of people. Yeah, that's wonderful. So um, I'm going to post that on my website post about this show later, ashleybuzzy.org. Any other websites that you would like me to post or you'd like listeners to know about, like the Healing Waters, how to contact you if if people want more information or have you come and speak. I know you do some speaking. Um, yes. Um, and how people can buy your book. So start from the back forward because <laughs> I can't. Okay. That's the way my memory works. Um, my book right. is available on, on Amazon. Uh, it's in Kindle and paperback form. And uh, as far as getting hold of me, uh, I do have a website. It's www.healingwatersbook.com. And I have links uh, to other organizations like Project Healing Waters. Uh, fly, it's Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing. Is, if you Google it, that'll, that'll come up. Um, hashtag a lot of everything. So P P the our project Killing waters is a good hashtag to to follow them at um, what else did you wanna oh to get a hold of me my the email that best to get a hold of me at is brady dot busby dot 
hw at gmail.com. And like I said, I'm available to talk about my book or or anything. My life's an open book now, so the world knows everything that's going on in my life. So I'm available mm-hmm. to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Do you talk to groups? Um, I've given a couple of speeches at uh, some fundraising events, and I'm going to give a speech with uh, the, the the place where we get together and tie flies every week. It's called uh-huh. uh, Mount Carmel Mount Carmel Veterans Center, and uh, they've asked me to come and speak to them one day about about the book. So um, that's upcoming, and hopefully okay. I'll have uh, have more. Uh, chances to talk with more people and future shows. Yeah, great. Okay, so I, I have all that information, so if listeners didn't have their pen and paper ready to write it down, um, I will be posting all of that on my post, my website post about this show on my radio, on my um, website later this evening. So all of that will be there, and they can just send it. It will take them to those websites. Um, Great, so Brady, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, I I really appreciate you coming on the program, and I enjoyed meeting you when you came to my book signing in October. I'm glad we were um, able to set up. I'm glad we were able was, to set this up from that. It was um, great. Uh, uh, we got to we ought to thank Kathy for getting us together. So Kathy yes, Sparrow, thank Kathy you. Kathy Sparrow, yes, thank you. And um, and thank you so much, and the best of luck to you with all of this. And I hope to get, I get to see you again soon, maybe on one of your trips here to Texas when I'm back yes, in Colorado. Bro- yeah, my brother is a firefighter in Austin, so if I'm out there, I'll I'll definitely look you up. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, best of luck to you. Keep doing what you're doing. It's really great. It's really great. It's really so important. Um, well, thank you. And you have a good evening. You have a good evening, too. Thank, thank you again. You. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We have more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And before I go on to talk about the issue of um, our obsession with finding a magic pill and trying to, you know, overcome that um, in, you know, in, in finding more sustainable ways of healing, um, from 
whether it's physical or emotional issues. Before I get to that, let me just fill you in on some news. So we just did a uh, just did a book signing on Friday on South Ray Island, Texas, and I want to thank Paragraph Books on Padre Boulevard, um, and Joni being great um, hosts for me. Really nice turnout and a really of people there. I love speaking with people after I did a little bit of talk and um yeah, it was really fun and I and I hope to go back there and do another book signing um sometime soon. And meanwhile coming up on February thirteenth I will be um, interviewed by Judy Maggio here in Austin. She, if anybody is local to Austin, then you know Judy Maggio um, used to be co-anchor with Ron Oliveira on um, the local CBS News affiliate, the Evening News. And now Judy is with NPR, KLRU, and um, not NPR, PBS, the PBS station, KLRU. And um, she is interviewing me on their Facebook Live. They do Facebook Live events, um, interviewing people on various issues. And I will be discussing um, living a passionate life in an older age uh, because February is a focus on aging here in Austin. And... Well, I'll be posting that on my Facebook page so I had time to, to remind everybody. And then after that, I have another book signing here in Austin um, at a, I think it's a private book signing at a, a, um, a uh, active 55 and over community. And I'm able to do those if anybody is listening and wants to come and speak to your group. And then on March the 10th, I will be. I will have a table at a book festival up in Colleen, Texas, right next to Fort Hood, um, at the Colleen Convention Center, and that'll be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. and it's free. And it's a focus on literacy, getting people to read books again. And I'll be so I'll be doing that. And again, I'll be posting that on Facebook so people can be reminded of that. I do have another blog coming out tomorrow in thriveglobal.com about getting back on track if if you've been knocked off um, off track after setting high goals at the beginning of the year for the year on January 1st and we expect to see results immediately and when that doesn't happen we sort of give up so I wrote a blog about not giving up and getting back on track and you know maybe taking a break and taking it a little more slowly so that'll be coming out tomorrow and I think that's it for the that is it. Oh, yeah, the course. I had a lot of questions about the course when I did the book signing. My course will be launching in mid-April. 
and it is now available. The links are all working. We have it up and running, and it is available for pre-purchase at half price on my website. And um, the advantage of pre-purchasing it is that, aside from it being half price, is that you can have a say in what is in the course. So if you've read the book and you're interested in going a little bit deeper on some of the topics, just send me an email to drmara at drmarapartel.com, and I will try to include that in the course. And um, that pre-purchase is up until March 31st. Okay, so I do want to talk about this issue of our obsession with chasing a magic pill or a silver bullet to solve most of our problems or what we may view as problems. Sometimes those very problems, quote-unquote, are manufactured by good advertising. So um, yesterday one of my Facebook friends posted an advertisement um, that was it disturbed me. Um, it the question was, are you shy, or is this really social anxiety? And Zoloft is the answer, and that that disturbed me because um, I don't believe that Zoloft is the answer unless somebody has a very severe social anxiety where they're not able to get out of the house and they're not, you know, it's really, they've tried everything else and they've tried psychotherapy and it, and it didn't work. It's to me to take a medication for something like that would be a last, uh, the last choice. Um, And I think that the reason that these commercials work is because I think Americans have gotten used to looking for a quick fix. Um, if you if you look back and think about um, how people used to attempt to lose weight, um, remember the, the machine where you would get in and the strap would make you jiggle and they would tell you that you're going to lose a lot of weight by standing there while the machine did all the work? Then all it really did was jiggle your fat. Um and that, you know, once that was debunked, then people have found other ways, right? Sometimes people have gone to taking dangerous pills to try to lose weight. And, you know, those pills are really dangerous, the weight loss pills. Um, people have had heart attacks from them and all an addiction. Um, you know, rather than making a plan, maybe maybe people have been unsuccessful in losing weight on their own. So working with someone who is trained in helping you lose weight. So coming up with a with a a diet that's healthy and helps with weight loss, coming up with an exercise plan, making maybe working with a trainer to help to get back to get back to exercise to get into um, shape, and maybe the desire to lose weight. I mean, I think, do think that it is important to be at a healthy weight, and there is a an epidemic of obesity in this country. But maybe the obsession for being really skinny is not all that healthy either. So many different forces that cause people to run to the easy fixes 
Um, one being that we don't want to do the work. We just want to take a pill. Um, and the second part of that is, as I mentioned, the manufactured problems. That maybe, maybe what we're dealing with is not necessarily a problem, but suddenly we hear a commercial about it, and we we realize that, oh my goodness, we have this is a problem. Um, so with the social anxiety issue, let me let me. Um, give you my perspective as a psychologist and also my personal story. So, you know, social anxiety is a is a very defined um, diagnosis. It's not just being shy. It it really is an extreme form of shyness where it is it can be debilitating where the person where a person cannot um work or go to school or have any relationships because of severe anxiety that leads to depression because it causes isolation. So that can be social anxiety. Um, And again, there are treatments for social anxiety that do not involve medication. The more people have plain old shyness, than the diagnosis of social anxiety. Um, You know, I would turn that commercial around and turn the questions around and say maybe it really is just being shy. And again, being shy can interfere with having relationships and really fully enjoying life, but medication is not the answer for being shy. I do recommend counseling and a very specific form of counseling, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy is it can be done individually or, or with a group, and that involves teaching social skills um, because shyness very often is brought about by not really having learned skills for starting conversations and continuing conversations. So that's one part of it. And the second part of it is teaching um, teaching ways of overcoming thought habits that interfere with our ability to talk to people. So certain thought habits such as the our fear of uh, being judged um, and not making a good impression and our need to make a good impression. Um, all of those can be overcome with cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, Albert Ellis was one of the founders of a form of cognitive behavioral therapy called rationally motive behavior therapy. And he worked very closely with Aaron Beck, the father of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, Albert Ellis told his story in one of in his book, um, A Guide to Rational Living, in which he was very shy. And when he went to graduate school, um, he, you know, he had a really hard time talking to people. He never had dates. He never, you know, he wanted to go out and have a good time and 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 have a social life, and he couldn't because of his shyness. So he didn't pop a pill. He he discovered 
um, cogn- you know, a form of cognitive behavioral therapy by doing this on himself. And what he did was he um, gave himself this task of of speaking to 100, asking 100 women out on a date. And it was sort of a game that he played. He was very, very fearful and anxious about it. Um, but he decided that in order to overcome that anxiety, he had to just do it. So he would walk up to women and talk to them. I don't know if he had to ask everyone out on a date or just talk to them. But anyway, he made it a practice to just walk up. And he was in New York City, so... Um, people were pretty paranoid. He would go and sit down on a park bench where a woman was sitting and start talking to her. And very often they would get up and leave because who is this strange guy talking to them? So the first 100 women that he talked to and, and tried to ask out on a date all rejected him. Every single one of them, those 100 women rejected him because he still had that anxiety about it. Um, Once he got through 100 rejections, he no longer feared being rejected because what he discovered was that the earth didn't open up and swallow him when he was rejected. Nothing terrible happened. So when he came to that conclusion and that sort of epiphany that, so what? if I'm rejected, um, he relaxed. And after he relaxed, he began um, having positive reactions to his um, talking to women, and, and, and he ended up having women agree to go out with him on dates. So after that, he no longer had that shyness. So that is like a form, that is an example of cognitive behavioral therapy to overcome shyness. So in my own experience, I was a pretty shy kid. I had friends, but it was, and I was able to speak one-on-one with my friends or, you know, with people I already knew I could speak to a group, but it was hard for me to go out and talk to new people. When I was in elementary school, junior high, high school, to strike up a conversation was much more difficult. And then I heard about, my my dad actually told me about this group um, at the Albert Ellis Institute in Manhattan. They used to do all kinds of workshops and groups, and it was real interesting. My dad, that was sort of his hobby, to go to, to listen in on workshops at the Albert Ellis Institute. And he said, hey, there's a group for social skills. And he knew I was kind of shy. And he said, you know, maybe you want to take that. I'll drive you to it every week. And I wanted to, there was a guy in the band and I wanted to be able to talk to him. And he was shy, so he wouldn't come and talk to me. So I thought, I have to get over my shyness to talk to him. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to take that group so I can talk to that guy in the band. And um I was the youngest in that group by about at least two decades. So I was 16 and probably the youngest person next to me was in their mid to late 30s and there were people in their 40s and 50s. So um, I ended up having a really great time. Everybody sort of um, took care of me because I was the baby of the group. 
But I learned a lot. It was more like a class where they would teach us the skills for starting a conversation. We would practice with each other, continuing a conversation. And we learned to overcome our fear of, so what if it doesn't go well? So what if the person isn't interested in what we have to say? And after that, I start, you can't shut me up now. Now I'm on the radio. Now, you know, that's my, I ended up becoming a psychologist. And and my practice, when I had my private practice as my predominant, um, you know, work, it was focused on cognitive behavioral therapy because that really worked. So that's an example of why, you know, medication is not needed in a situation like that. But we tend to run to medication. So, and, and a lot of medical doctors, um, if you go to a medical doctor with a problem, they very often try to push medication. And, and um, any reasons for that? And I, I plan on having a guest in the future who is more expert on that and can speak about that, the whole, um, the, the incentives that are given for prescribing medications by um, drug companies and that sort of thing. But I, I wrote in my book, The Passionate Life, about in the chapter about food and mood, about my, again, personal story where I had stomach aches for many years, many years, from like 18 until um, about 30, 33 years old. I had stomach aches, no matter what I ate. And I tried to figure out what was causing them. I would eliminate things from my diet, the the usual suspects like spicy food and things like that. But nothing really helped. I still had the stomach aches. And whenever I went to the doctor, I went to several different doctors, firing each one um, as they prescribed a different medication, then it failed. I was really not into taking medication, but I was desperate, so I would try it and give it uh, like a week and then throw it away if it didn't work. Um, And I would ask them, can you please figure out what I'm eating that might be causing this pain in my stomach because to me that was a logical connection that what you put in your gut will affect how your gut feels and the doctors would one after another say it doesn't matter what you eat take this pill I never liked that but I tried it and none of the pills worked some of them caused really severe side effects um some of them were narcotics, and I didn't know it, and drove under the influence. Um, and one medication I stopped taking after a week, and thankfully I did because a year later um, I saw commercials on on TV from attorneys saying if you or someone in your family had a heart attack, the a cardiac arrest because of this medication please contact our law offices so that we can sue. And it was the medication that I had been prescribed. Arrests, people were dying from this medication. So I finally found a, a medical doctor who was more holistic, discovered that I had food allergies that I from like really bizarre foods that you don't typically think of as 
um, allergens, but you could be allergic to any food. And that was the key. I stopped eating those foods and I started feeling better. And then as I wrote about in, in the book, The Passionate Life, there are certain foods that will help you feel better versus others in general, whether you have a food allergy or not. So fresh fruits and vegetables, for example, are the the crown jewels of of food to help you to have more vitality and energy and health while processed foods, sugar, sugary foods, and even too much meat and animal protein can cause illness and and cause you to feel bad along the way. Um, You know, I discovered that I had blood sugar issues, and it was with um, Dr. Furman's book, Diabetes No More, um, and Dr. Furman was on my show when we first started on Austin Radio, um, that I was able to get my blood sugar in the normal range just from how I ate. And it wasn't just from eliminating sugary foods, which is pretty obvious, and the processed foods, but there were other things involved, like eating more fruits and vegetables that um, helped to decrease the blood sugar highs and lows. Uh, so, you know, and I, I, my Facebook friend um, was telling me just last night that he was given a medication for sleep. His doctor, um, he asked that it, he, you know, not to be giving any sort of narcotic medication, but the doctor didn't tell him the truth and gave him something that was, in fact, a narcotic or pretty intense medication. And now he went from being very athletic to having a severe health issue that he's now um, trying to heal from, and it was caused by the medication. And, in fact, um it has been found, the statistics have found recently, most recently, that the leading cause of death in the United States is medication and medical procedures. So let that sink in. The leading cause of death in the United States is medication and medical procedures. So I'm not against medication just point, you know, across the board, of course, medication has its place. People are kept alive very often by medications, but it's a, it, it's not something to be taken lightly, and medication can also kill. So it really, um, um, way, you know, medications are way overprescribed. And like Brady was talking about, that he was given... His doctors, he wasn't taking these medications just, you know, without a doctor knowing about it. He was prescribed at one point 37 different medications and went to see a doctor who then said, if you keep that up, you're going to die in five years. So, you know, when you're taking that many different medications, you really need to to speak with a medical practitioner who can figure out how to eliminate some of them because the more medications that you take at once, the higher the likelihood of having a very adverse reaction with the interactions between medications. 
And when you're given a medication um, to help you with something, but the side effects are worse than um, the benefit that you receive from them, that's a problem as well. And the, the medical term for that is iatrogenic, iatrogenic effects. That when you're given a medication for one thing and you uh, it causes a bigger problem. So, for example, that medication that I was given for my stomach, if I would have stayed on it, it could have caused a heart problem. That would be an iatrogenic effect of the medication. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's it's important to keep in mind that there is no magic pill or secret, you know, silver bullet to help us to to have a more passionate life and to be healthy. We need to do some of the work. We need to actually take control of that um, rather than popping a pill or looking for a doctor to just fix it. We, there is no quick fix. We can take things gradually. It doesn't, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that sometimes when we pressure ourselves to have very big goals and to see um, results very quickly, we give up um, when we don't see the results. We can overwhelm ourselves. So we can do these things very gradually. And I wrote about that, uh, you know, a section about that in the book about how to um, create a more positive a habit, we can rid ourselves of the negative habits that affect our health. So, um, for example, if we want to eat a healthier diet, it doesn't have to happen all at once because, you know, a lot of these foods um, create addiction. So they have found that the combination of salt, sugar, and fat actually creates an addiction. It has an effect on our brain to create more of it. So to expect ourselves to really stick to a diet where we go cold turkey, not many people can do that. So the best way to um, approach it is to, rather than think about what you're going to remove from your diet right away, is to add in the healthier food. So to add in salad every day, Add in fruits and vegetables. Add in healthy foods at every meal. And when you do that, then you have less room for those unhealthy parts of your meal. And eventually, you will start to crowd them out so they are no longer in your diet. And certainly, there are things that you want to stop gradually. So you stop, you know, one thing at a time, like give up. Soda. Soda has no benefit whatsoever and only has negative effects on our health. So if you were to give up soda and replace it with water um, or club soda or they have a lot of flavored waters, um, that in itself would have a very positive effect on your health. Um, to stop eating sugary foods and desserts, Stop snacking on a candy bar in the middle of the afternoon. Try to find a healthy snack to replace it. Over time, these will have positive effects on our health, um, much more than a pill, much more than a pill. Um, when we rely on a pill, 
to take care of these issues for us. We're we're just treading water and keeping our our head above the water. Um, if somebody's dealing with uh, diabetes, for example, and they're still eating the same old diet but taking insulin, eventually the insulin isn't going to be enough to keep you healthy. So, you know, I, I, the, it's a very big topic, and I'm not going to get to cover all aspects of it, but the, but the main issue here is that we need to do the work whether it's the work of of breaking our habits of stress, finding ways to relax rather than taking a pill to relax, um, getting some help maybe in overcoming our shyness rather than taking a pill that um, is prescribed for social anxiety. Um, And as Brady was talking about, you know, finding other ways of, of dealing with emotional and physical pain through mindfulness. Um, Something like fly fishing is a mindfulness meditation. But finding some form of mindfulness meditation or some form of relaxation um, is really powerful in easing stress, emotional pain, and also physical pain. Um, you know, when I worked in a pain management clinic um, back in my first job out of graduate school, a very important part of the program for chronic pain patients was a relaxation meditation group that they would have me run because the relaxation actually decreases the firing of our nerves that tell us that we are having pain. and increase our ability to cope with pain, the remaining pain. Um, Many of the patients told me that that was one of the best parts of the program was really learning how to relax in spite of the pain. And um, one of the chapters in the book is about that, and I am going to go into... um, detail about that and and do a guided meditation in the course as well. But I'll also talk about that again. I've I've spoken about relaxation for pain um, on this show before, and I will talk about it again in a future date, and you can look it up and listen to more detail about that. Um, You can look it up on the website or on Blog Talk Radio to listen to my whole segment about relaxation for pain management because opiates are definitely not the answer. Um, we have an opiate epidemic in this country that's ca- that has been caused by the over-prescription, over-prescribing of opiates for physical pain. All right. So I guess that's, that's where I want to end it. Um, there is no magic pill. We have the power within ourselves to solve a lot of the issues um, that people pop and um, it just takes guidance sometimes and um, a willingness to stick with it and um, a gradual change for a more sustainable um, outcome. All right. And on that note, um, Art, Mendoza, producer of this program, is going to join us 
on this side of the microphone to talk about um, music and Brothers of the sun, to children of the moon at night, one sees the stars, one hears the bird in flight, like the beauties in the sea, they live their lives in harmony, one sees the way. And one hears the song it brings. And Mike goes out to play. And Nathan's here to stay a while. And don't go so far away. He's right behind. Watch him, here he comes. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. And we were just listening to Art Mendoza's beautiful voice singing his own original tune. Welcome, Art. Yeah, I'm here. Just wanted to say that uh, that's not necessary. The uh, music was there for a break. But I want to talk about some people that we're going to be listening to in the coming weeks or so. And mainly one per, one group is called Blevins. And um, we were trying to get them on this Sunday, but it was impossible to do it. But they will be on later in the year. Three young boys that have been together for four years. And uh, in those four years, they've developed into a really nice group. And uh, like I said, that's really all I want to talk about today was just about that new group. We're also going to have uh, the uh, Mona Lisa twins again when we get some time to record their interview from London 
England and uh, some other groups that are going to be coming on the air. How about, about the, how about the vocalist that we have in two weeks, Malfred Milligan? Oh, Malfred just got married. Yeah, he'll be on. Malfred will be coming on for the first time after years of trying to reach him, but he's always been busy. And he's now living up in Fort Worth, in the Fort Worth area. And uh, we'll be having him on in a couple of weeks. But that's about it. Let's get back and get out of here. All right. Okay. Thank you, Art. All right. So before Art cuts me off the air, let me let you know what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I do want to mention that, you know, we we do have some great artists and musicians who've been on this program before. And I know that Art's been scheduling them into this year. So um, you want to stay tuned for that. So next Sunday, we'll be playing an encore while we are up in New York celebrating my mom's 90th birthday. Yay. And the show that we'll be replaying, which you can really hear anytime, is right there on blogtalkradio.com and on my website, um, is, a, is a show that I think is really important, as they all are, but <laughs> this program was focused on compassion. And it started with self-compassion with Tammy Schumacher, who discussed her book about joy and self-compassion. And then we had a discussion with Sister Carol D'Angelo of the Sisters of Charity of New York and two of her associates. Um, We all discussed compassion for the other and their work with the migrant community. And, you know, it's a very important topic because you really can't live a passionate life without compassion for those who might be different from yourself. And, And maybe I'll get to visit with Sister Carol on my trip well, I'm up in New York, so I'll let you know when I come back. And then we'll be back live with another great program the week after on February 10th when Mickey Fine, founder of Mindful Living, a certified mindfulness-based stress reduction instructor, certified mindfulness-based stress reduction instructor and a licensed professional counselor. And she'll join us from Houston Mindfulness Practice um, her Mindfulness for Children program, her new book, The Need to Please, Mindfulness Skills to Gain Freedom from People-Pleasing and Approval-Seeking, and also her upcoming children's book about mindfulness and how children can learn from that book and how it benefits them. And she's also going to be talking specifically about mindfulness and its benefits as we age. So that's really important. And as we just mentioned, the great vocalist, Malford Milligan, will be our guest and we'll be playing some of his music and we'll have a chance to talk with him about what he's doing and his musical history. And we'll have more. I always come up with a topic that um, strikes my fancy. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show and get the links that my guests spoke about on the program, learn about upcoming shows, read my blog, learn about my course, my book, order my book, read, uh, watch the videos, all of that is on my website, drmarakartel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A, golden years for upcoming news. 
And you can listen to this evening's program in five minutes from now by going directly to blog, starting five minutes from now and then forever, um, by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Spiked Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald Devere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, Brady Busby, and of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night, an inspiring couple of weeks. And remember... Youth has no age. Tonight, everyone. Guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Ooh.